Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Yo, listen up, here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world and all day and all In the late 90s, three DJs living in Italy spent a few hours creating a club track that couldn't even keep people on the dance floor. That would quickly change thanks to a little radio airplay, and before they knew it, Blue became an international hit. The song is equal parts catchy and silly, but what exactly is it about? This week, we're joined by Eric Taft to help figure it out. Beyond producing, engineering, and playing in the Great Heights Band in So Fetch, Eric is also secretly one of Eiffel 65's biggest fans. He helps us dive into the lyrics of Blue and figure out what's really happening in this Europop classic. So Eric, I knew this day would come, the day that we talked about 
Blue by Eiffel 65. I can't believe it took this long. Um, I assume you chose this song because it's one of your favorites, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was my uh, AIM away message. It was, no, not yeah. really. It's, you know, <laughs> this song really speaks to me. No, I mean, it's funny because it's definitely a song that I listened to a lot as a kid you know really it was, it was massive it was a really big song oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure we'll get right into that <laughs> you're the first person i've ever met who said they listened to eiffel 65 blue a lot there are dozens of us chris dozens <laughs> of us <laughs> well i would assume that there is probably more than dozens because this was a gigantic song it was massive yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> huge well yep. and the other thing that's that's interesting is is this is my prediction I think that Eric heard us saying how Johnny consistently picked songs that will be at the top of our uh, end of the year retrospective list. And knowing that he did Save Ferris, which was at the bottom of last year's, he said, Ooh, I can go lower. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We got a lot to talk about with this one. First of all, Matt, before we go say anything bad about this, I got to say, as a person of Italian descent, this is the music of my people. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is important to me. Uh, yes, it's like your national anthem. Yes, Eiffel 65 is an Italian music group, and I couldn't even think like of any other Italian music groups. Can you guys name another Italian music group? The Three Tenors. Okay. Yeah, I figured we were going to get into some... Uh, you some know, opera so, some <laughs> right of off the style. bat i think of that that's a moray song <laughs> i don't even mm -hmm. know if, the, if that's by no, an that's italian person dean martin, dean, dean martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's from stupidville ohio <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's what i think of when i think of italian music sorry sorry uh to my ancestors i don't really know much italian music i was also really interested to find out this song has verses i never knew this song had verses before today Oh, they're oh, yeah. great. They, <laughs> they tell a story. <laughs> they, uh, there's at least one line. Let me find it. There was one line when I was typing up the lyrics where I was like, that's what he says. Um, oh, blue, yeah. blue like my Corvette, it's in and the outside. Had no clue what the fuck he was saying for the last 20 years at that line. What does that <laughs> like, mean? It, it's, his car is blue both in and outside of it, but... Oh, I thought you meant when it's inside and when it's outside, like <laughs> yeah. in his garage versus outside of his garage. It's blue in both of those because that no, doesn't make any sense. No, Chris, the thing is that while this is an Italian band, this song is written by a dude from New York who just moved to Italy to pursue his like DJ career. Oh, <laughs> see, I didn't realize that. I thought they were Italian guys. Well, let me yeah. I, let, let me start with this. Eric, you are a producer and engineer. From yes. that perspective, how do you feel about this song? So I went through and listened to it again this morning. Actually, I listened to a lot of the album Europop this morning. Very nostalgic listen through. But the thing that really stuck out to me sonically about this song is how terrible sounding the vocal in the beginning sounds when he's like setting up the song he's like yo listen and it starts off almost like a hip-hop song right because literally the, fir the first line is yo listen up here's a story and it's like it's his life about to get flipped turned upside down like yeah, right. where's, where are we going and it but i was really uh it really stuck out how not great that vocal sounded just like engineering wise yeah you know really heavy use of auto-tune and stuff it's like 
So there's a reason yeah. for this. So I oh. so I do have to reveal our sources on this one. Uh, Vice very briefly ran a series called The Story Of, where they did, I want to think, I want to say it's six or seven episodes of the stories of almost one hit, borderline one hit wonder songs. And they did Eiffel 65 Blue, and they talk about in that documentary that Cher had just dropped Believe, and they're like, we got to do whatever she's doing with her voice, but they didn't have access to autotune, so they didn't know that that's what they could do, so he's like... It's literally like us running the vocals through the keyboard <laughs> to make it sound. Oh wow! So they like digital. It, like, yeah. So he's like, oh, you isolate okay. the vocal track and listen to it, and then you isolate the keyboard track. It is almost the exact same melody line because his voice is being played essentially through the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, Cher <laughs> really cool. changed the game with that song. She really, <laughs> she really did. ushered in the the new age of music. So <laughs> I let's see. This song came out in '99. Right, yeah. I I was all of eight years old when this song came out. Right, mm-hmm. so I want to say that Eiffel sixty five and hearing this guy's like heavy vocal effects was the first time that I heard an auto tune effect, even before Believe, just because of the music that occupied like an eight year old's like life sphere versus like share was not you know super in that in my ether kind of thing. Whereas right. like Eiffel 65, this like goofy song totally was. <laughs> it seems like if you're eight years old and this song came out now, there would definitely be a minions version of this. this oh, is, for sure. This is definitely a, a song that eight year olds would like down to what you started to get into Eric. What I think is really funny is it starts out with a poorly recorded verse vocal of yo listen up here's a story but i will note the story (laughs) we got to talk about what the story is or lack thereof so i want to go through this story and see if we can make any sense of this so it starts out yo listen up here's a story my ears perk up i'm ready for this story yo listen up here's a story about a little guy that lives in a blue world and all day and all night, and everything he sees is just blue. Like him, inside and outside, blue his house with a blue little window and a blue Corvette, and everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around because he ain't got nobody to listen to. That is part one of this story. Here's, here's my takeaway. Like Up until a certain point, it just feels like a Dr. Seuss story. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, all right, guy lives in a blue world, whatever. Where I get lost is the, because he ain't got nobody to listen to, feels completely disconnected from everything else that he's done, which is just setting up that this is just an all blue world. And then it's like, oh, there's there's a reason for this blue world. And it's because of this singular little guy has no one to listen to. No one to listen to him. And then, in, and then in the hook, he's proclaiming, this is my truth. I'm blue. Well, wait <laughs> this is- a second. Nobody listened to him. It says because he ain't got nobody to listen to. To listen to. Yeah, he's got no music. He's but got the- no music. So I, <laughs> to be honest with you, I always thought it just stopped at listen because he ain't got nobody to listen to. Listen. That's what I always I thought it was a delay okay. tale. <laughs> And that the two that you hear is actually the repeat of the t- first two. But maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, what I'm taking away from here is everything blue because he's sad, because he has no music, until the chorus hits. And then his, wow, is this deeper than I thought? Is 
the blueness around him then turned into song, which then <laughs> makes the blue a joyous thing. I'm blue. Baum beam ba baum baum beam bow. Let me ask you a question real quick while you're right there. Because I remember being a kid and hearing a thousand and one different interpretations of what he's saying after blue. Now, he's gone on the record and said it's literally just what it sounds like. Bada dee, baba die. But there was a ton of different ones that I heard. I'm curious, what were some of the ones that you heard? Oh, I only ever heard one, which was, if I was green, I would die. Yes. Which is a a big one. I'm blue. Which I'm I love blue. Daba dee, daba die. If I was green, I would die. Daba dee. I thought it was like a, a hodgepodge of both. That actually might work. I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. Mm, I can't, okay, I like that. I never thought that. I believe it's I'm blue. Bow, bow, bow. That's how I deciphered that. But now, you're also hearing it played through a keyboard. So who? It's anyone's guess. Really, we should be asking the keyboard what it's saying. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but let's move to the next verse. Maybe that answers more questions. Well, okay. So I guarantee you that it will not. (laughs) Well, we've established he's a little guy. He lives in a blue world. Everything he sees is blue. His house, he got a blue little window, a blue Corvette. Everything is blue. We've established this. For him and himself. There's also something else that's worth noting because I would say that the opening line is fairly clean vocally compared to the rest. Albeit poorly recorded. And it is in a different perspective, right? He's saying, yo, I'm going to tell you a story about a little guy. When we get to this next verse, the voice is more robotic and it's all uh, eyes. So So now we're... Now we're in the perspective of the little guy that we were introduced to in the beginning. Wow. So the first verse is in the third person talking about the person who is coming in the, the second verse here. Yeah. He's, he's setting the stage. He's, he's saying, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to bring out someone for you. Okay. And this is, and this is what we get. I yeah. have a blue house with a blue window. Blue is the color of all that I wear. Blue are the streets and all the trees are too. I have a girlfriend, and she is so blue. Blue are the people here that walk around. Blue like my Corvette. It's in and outside. Blue are the words I say and what I think. Blue are the feelings that live inside me. I knew it. I knew it the whole time. I knew it. I I get it. What you get is that you think that he's just super depressed. Yeah, Yeah, I think that that is that. What is going on here? I mean, the sound of the music does not match that feeling, but Matt did send me a live Eiffel 65 show <laughs> <laughs> clip on YouTube that I watched. And if you felt this way inside and then you went to the Eiffel 65 show and you joyously sang the song about being blue, it's that it's like a yin and yang. It, it's it's these sad lyrics that go along with this absolutely uplifting music you know is that what's going on here it could be this is going to shock both of you i'm sure but according to eiffel 65 they wrote this song in under two hours no which (laughs) really man are you telling Uh, me i have a blue house with a blue window blue is the color of all that i wear was written in under two hours that can't be there's that one line in the first where it's everything is blue for him and himself 
Yes. Like, okay, yeah. well, <laughs> that's implied by the hymn. Like, I feel like we don't need that. We don't see a lot of that in... That seems like a bad interpretation by someone that speaks another right. language. Right, no, totally. It's Maybe they wrote it in Italian and then they just it, popped it into the 1999 equivalent of Google Translate. So here's right. the story... Here's the story as I understand it. And this is this is kind of insane, but apparently there was a studio in Italy that was called the Bliss Co Studio. And their whole thing was that they would just bring in producers and DJs from Italy and it was just make tracks, we'll send them to the clubs and if they do well, then they do well and if they don't, we'll just try another one. So this dude from New York Heard about this studio, moved the, moved to Italy just to work at the studio, befriended two other Italian DJs, and in two hours they threw together this song. They decided to name themselves Eiffel, but when they were printing the labels, they had accidentally written down a phone number, and the first two digits of the phone number started with a six five, and that got on the label that they had sent to the graphics team. So the graphics team thought, oh, they're called Eiffel sixty five print this graphic with the name. They're like, fine, that's our name. They're convinced that they have a banger. They are excited. They go to the club. And the way that he describes it in this documentary is he says, we dropped the needle on this song. And it was as if someone yelled, hey, there's free drinks at the bar because the dance floor completely cleared out and no one cared about the song. And we said, well, this is trash. We had a thousand singles printed. We didn't even sell more than 200 of them. We thought, well, that was a, a nice effort. And then out of nowhere on April 1st, 1999, they get a phone call that someone started playing the song on an Italian dance station. And the request line was lighting up with people wanting to know more about this band. And he's like, I think they said like within a week we were on tour. They like, were like, all right, pack it up. We're, we're hitting the road. This is the time. But this is like just thrown together craziness. <laughs> And also, I just want to mention, you you, li you listened to that album, Europop? Oh, yeah. BBC Channel 4 called that album the greatest album of the 90s. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, That's Someone amazing. called the Eiffel 65 album. Let's go through some of the albums of the 90s. <laughs> I believe that I believe that Nevermind was released in the nineties, if I remember correctly. Yep. I believe that um, multiple Bjork albums by oh, your girl. Oh, oh yes, I was gonna. What I was gonna say, I believe the Benz was released in the nineties. I mean, I, did they say I mean, the best album, or they said the best? Like, no, best album of the nineties is what it says. Matt, are you sure they didn't say the best? Italian novelty <laughs> album of You're putting, 1999. <laughs> now again, I'm working off of Wikipedia here. Oh, that I, that I you, just typed in right before the episode. Yeah, that was Euro me. Pop was crowned as the greatest album of the 90s by Channel Four. Let me see this site. <laughs> that is the reference point is Eiffel65.com. Oh come <laughs> on! <laughs> That's why you gotta check your sources, man. You mean it's uh, their best album of the nineties? <laughs> yes, this is this is Eiffel65's best album of the nineties. Made in yeah, the they, last year. In a, in a list of the one hundred greatest albums of the nineties by Channel Four, Europop came out at the number one on the list. Is according to Eiffel65.com. Wow. Ranked by Eiffel65.com, these are the top. <laughs> this is the top Eiffel 65 album of 1999. That I believe. That yes, I believe. I, I, I'm I'm all for that. 
this is something you listen to the whole album, so you obviously know their other single, Move Your Body. Oh, of course. Which I watched that music video today, and I wasn't familiar with the song before, but it was like somebody trying to do Pixar style animation, but like from some <laughs> from some well, strange like like strange place in in like I don't know an Eastern European country that doesn't really know. Well, how to it was do a it. sequel to the Blue video. Did you watch the Blue video? I, you know what? I couldn't find the Blue video. I just found like lyric videos and stuff. Oh, so Move Your Body is a direct sequel oh, to the plot wow. line of Blue. I had no <laughs> where idea. In, yeah, in Blue, a bunch of blue aliens kidnap Eiffel. Well, uh, kidnap the lead singer of Eiffel sixty five, and he's putting on a show, and his other two bandmates have to fight all the aliens to save them but then they realize that these aliens love their music so they're just going to hang out on this alien planet and keep making bangers and that's where move your body starts off pretty great plot if i'm being honest (laughs) so i don't think i've ever seen the blue video either just being young and not really having like access to like we didn't watch me and my brother like didn't watch mtv or vh1 until we were like you know in the double digits and i was still eight at that time so we didn't really have access to the music vi- and also obviously YouTube and like streaming you- music videos was certainly not a thing. So I kind of like had an image of what the singer looked like in my head and it was like was a total blue? <laughs> Yeah, of course, cuz it was a to- and it was a complete fabrication cuz it's like okay, there's this alien sounding voice, he's singing about being blue and I like picture you know what I'm saying like when you're hearing an artist for the first time and like especially if you're young, you might kind of come up with like a weird image of what it what that song kind of like procures in your mind so i had a little bit of that but yeah i mean i never saw the actual music video it's interesting Uh, to know that it's tied with move your body (laughs) what percentage of people at this time who hadn't been to vegas or really just had a loose uh understanding of what it was assumed that this was the blue man group like, oh, oh yeah, that's th- that's the Blue Man Group. I would have oh, assumed, that, probably would assumed that a lot of people would have thought that, right? That's how I, they should have performed, honestly. They should have looked like a bunch of Tobias Fuques up there on stage. <laughs> like, I think that they bring up, this is the last thing I'm going to reference that came from that Vice documentary, but they do make a really good point. And they said that one of the reasons why they thought that the single didn't work at the time was that it was too poppy for a dance floor, but too dancey for a pop chart. But he said that eventually it caught on and he thinks it was because it sounded nothing like it at the time. And they were talking about how now they're doing these reunion shows because they're like, now our music doesn't sound that far off from what black eyed peas were doing at the time of the documentary was like 2010 when they were doing like boom, boom, pal. And I got a feeling and I'm like, he's actually got a point. (laughs) Like the Eiffel 65 sound like 10 years later kind of was a lot of the shitty pop music that got on the radio. So this song was weirdly ahead of its time in a strange way. Hmm. They also had the whole wacky voices thing going, which always, I mean, it's a crapshoot. If you got a wacky voice, who are some of you guys' favorite wacky voices? Like for example, you got Fred from the B-52s. Such a wacky yeah. voice. Mm, perfect. Iconic wacky voice. You know what? Okay, I got one. I got a wacky voice, and we do need to do an episode on them one day. But uh, Midnight Oil, uh, Beds Are Burning. He has a wacky voice? Not during the chorus, but think about the verses. It's like, ow, when the sound. <laughs> How about Ramstein? 
do. Yeah. Do hast. Yeah, but they're they're European. So how much yeah. of that is wacky and how much is just an accent? I guess Europeans are always going to sound wacky to us a little bit. <laughs> or to me, to me. But which was the guy who was from New York? The singer or not the singer? The singer. The singer okay, was so, the New York guy. So, uh, so why does he so, have an accent? Yeah, he doesn't fit in that mold, I guess. I just searched wacky vocalists, <laughs> wacky singers on on Google. Uh, and here's a few of the ones that popped up was Adam Ant, Joe Jackson, Joe, Joe Walsh. Jackson. Oh, yeah. Jackson. Joe Walsh is a good one. <laughs> I can never pronounce his last name. Uh, the guy from the Cars. Rick Ocasek. 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 Rick Ocasek. Yeah. Neil Young and Buddy Holly among oh. their their wackiest. Si- oh, Devo is also oh, on Mark Mothersbaugh, list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only one I really agree with there is Joe Walsh, who I went and saw the Eagles a few months ago, and he is just wilder than ever when he's singing. There is, <laughs> I've never seen a looser singer. Oh, Talking Heads, I would also throw oh, in David there. Byrne. <laughs> sure, sure, but you know, deep down there, there's there's good. Yeah, that's a weird list. Singers. That's a weird list. I definitely wouldn't put Joe Jackson on it either. No, no, Hello. I was confused by that one. <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy, and getting to eat restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast, but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. The album is called Europop, and that is a thing in that world. I mean, look at that movie, the Will Fer- the you know, the not-so-good Will Ferrell movie about that. Eurovision? Yeah. Yes. I actually thought that was an okay movie. I kind of, I laughed a couple times, I think. But that is a think about Aqua. 
You definitely have that. Yeah. The come on, come want, on, Barbie, let's go. You want to talk about that. the other CD my brother and I had growing up and listened to <laughs> front to back is the is Aquarium. Oh yeah. Wow. It's not a bad album. No, and have you seen their live videos from like 2012 where they're like full on rock band production? It's pretty sick. The whole album is called Europop, and it's actually kind of weird because the the artwork on the Spotify version has them. It looks like the cover of Millennium, the Backstreet Boys album. It's like frosty like blues and purples and there's a picture of the band the the cd that we had had this like really cool it was all black and had like a picture of an eclipse on half of i don't know if you've seen the the alternate that's what i remember the cover being yeah me too yeah. so it really threw me off and then the spotify version has like all of the remix versions all there's like 19 tracks on like what is really yeah, like a 13 song yeah that one mm-hmm that cover's great. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I know. It, it looks way cheesier with the artwork that's on Spotify. I have a, a question for you as a, as a person who also creates music, and I think about this a lot. Everything I do musically, all of my musical projects, I'm always trying to, you know, collaboratively create something beautiful. You know, create something just uh, heartwarming that touches your soul that what i i don't know what 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 i'm you know what i'm getting at here i'm trying to substance make, yes make something great but do you ever think like man i could make something in 20 minutes the goofiest shit ever i always think about how we always talk about making this have you seen my cat song <laughs> with punchline like there's plenty of examples of this that if you just Put it out there like this goofy thing, especially in the age of TikTok and stuff, that you could make a million dollars from some goofy thing you made that's yeah, just like probably. this, you know? Probably. I think about that a lot, and, and may, I think sometimes maybe I should focus on making stupid shit. <laughs> I mean, it definitely opens up kind of like a dangerous can of worms where, like, you get that first bite. It's like, shit, I wrote a song called Where's My Cat. Have you seen my cat? Have you cat? seen my cat? And then it... Hits it big, bigger than you know the other punchline songs, and that's that's. I mean, that's great. It's shitty. That's you know what I'm saying. Like as an artist, as an artist, it's like oh fuck. Don't you wish you wrote Baby Shark? Yeah. Oh my god. That's like yeah. A billion billions of views. Could you imagine the amount of you're set for life because one day you went Baby Shark, do 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 do. Baby Shark, do do. All right, switch the animal. Baby yeah. goat, do 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 do. Then you switch like, the family member. Yeah, it's a mama shark and mama then a daddy shark. shark. Right, right, right. But uh, well, like even something like you know a previous, probably the most comparable song that we've done on this show in the past, the Macarena. Like that song is still in 2022 among the top ten best-selling singles in the history of music, Jeez. and that you know what I mean like wow. like. What what is there to that song really? <laughs> a dance. That one yeah. that one I understand. There was a dance that went along. That, there was a dance you could do at a wedding. That's that, true. That went yeah. along with that one. So I get any song. That's another song. I've talked about this many times, Eric. Cha Cha Slide. And, and, oh, and if I was if I was in a room with you right now, I'd say let's do it. I want to write the next song that's like instructional dance. Like <laughs> now you put up your hand. Now you put out your foot. 
do the Eric and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> do the Eric and it's Chris. All, it's all in the name of the dance. If the name yeah, of right. the dance is like intriguing and compelling, then it's like, well, what is yeah. that all about? Right. The, then, the cha-cha um, slide just like stumbled into a beautiful, because that one is going to last forever, right? The Macarena is going to last forever. What is that from? What is the cha-cha slide even, like where does that originate from? Is it not? No, just Mr. C, the slide man, wrote the cha-cha slide. <laughs> no, he wrote it himself, did he? <laughs> but, but like, think, now, slide y'all. fanatic, is he? <laughs> <laughs> but, but then think about like the flip side of that is like there are songs that when we were kids, they were like minor dance hits that no one thinks about, like The Dip by Freak Nancy. Like, nasty. Freak like, Nancy. <laughs> Freak Nancy. That song never gets played anymore, but like the Macarena, which is older than it, still pops back up and i think the same will happen with the cha-cha slide the cha-cha slide's not going anywhere i think the macarena had a had a big stint on like jock jams cds yeah as well. oh it 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 lived on the jock jams albums <laughs> yeah so and those were big those were really yeah. big i think if you got into the if you got into the sports world where you could be played at, at events and not just clubs or dance type events then you're automatically opening up a whole other market because the sports people and the dancing people don't necessarily cross over now you know what i'm saying so like there's definitely something to be said like you don't hear the cha-cha slide you definitely didn't hear dip at yeah the sport dip. events the dip. i That's bet a- you hear blue I- i'm trying to think at penguin games i always hear at every penguin game i hear sandstorm and the other one. So there's one of them that goes. Yeah, that's sandstorm. That's sandstorm. And then there's the other one that's like sandstorm. It's called like zombie. Is it called zombie? Zombie slide. Oh, oh, yeah. Zombie nation. Oh, oh. Yeah, zombie nation. Zombie nation. Those two songs get played at every Penguins game, and I'm like, why? Why are you playing this? It's like between face-offs or whatever. They'll play those. And I feel like Blue might get played, too. It could be. I'll tell you, when you're talking about the Jock Jams, the other artist who benefited greatly from Jock Jams was Too Unlimited. (laughs) When they got... Y'all ready for this? Oh, like that yeah, was like, like they're they're like, oh, we never have to write and record another song for the rest of our lives because it's going to be played at every sports stadium for here until eternity. <laughs> like, I got our song. It, it's called "Let's Go People," and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna go like this: "Let's Go People." Uh 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 uh. Uh, 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 uh. Let's go, people. Uh, 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 uh. And then it's going to show people the camera's going to go to different people yeah. like standing in the aisle dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, people. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, 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 uh. I wrote it. I wrote it right now. <laughs> Let's go, people. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, Chris, you, Chris Matt, wrote can, it Matt, in an hour and 59 Matt, minutes quicker than I pulled Can you cut this part because this is now, uh, this yeah. is now <laughs> copyrighted intellectual property? <laughs> yes, Copyright Chris Fias, 2022. This is my IP. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those notes. Uh 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 uh. Okay. So you got the it? other got the it. other thing that is worth giving a shout out to Eiffel 65 because something this dumb only really succeeds because there's hooks in it. And I until I literally sat down and started like hit play on this song to prepare for this episode, I forgot how catchy that piano hook is that plays like over and over and over in this song like that's where the gold was in this song. Yeah. <laughs> you take you that out, the, I don't... It's that... It like mirrors the hook melody. Yeah. yeah. It's a different... Yeah. 
it starts right off the top with the badly recorded intro. But right. it's it's like they just figured out they found that little like do 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 and just were like how many instruments can we play this riff on and stack on top of each other and it's oh, like yeah. that's because you could release this without any vocals whatsoever and I still think like a sandstorm or a zombie nation it would have actually caught on because that is such a catchy hook yeah totally the vocals just make the, it more sing alongable the verse <laughs> melody is weird though yes. Like there's like some weird notes where he's like, he just like he's like, oh that's a that's a throwaway on the last note. What's oh yeah, re- when he's what's resolution that I wear. Yeah, well yeah. <laughs> these verses are these verses are irrelevant and unnecessary. I didn't even know there were verses in this song. These are the well. most forgettable verses I've ever heard. But Matt, you have a good point. The melody is catchy. Take that and put an eight bit and put it in a Nintendo game, and it's like, whoa, this is this <laughs> is great. This is whatever. But you should put and, it in a PlayStation game instead, because Eiffel sixty five has an entire song just listing PlayStation games. That's the whole verse. Real okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that, dude. Chris um, loves songs where they just list things. <laughs> it's his oh, favorite yeah, genre. Favorite. Yeah, <laughs> big, <laughs> big fan of We Didn't Start the Fire. Are you? <laughs> oh yes, yes. Um, <laughs> where so we? It's the time has come, fellas. Eiffel 65, thunder or blunder is the question. It depends Uh, who you ask is my answer. Well, we're asking us. (laughs) Well, I think it's like, I feel like within the, if you're looking at like staying power, right? Mm -hmm. Like this song is, is definitely ingrained in the like pop culture at large. Just like you're saying it's still played at sports games. It still comes up. And if you hear it out in the world, in the wild, it's not that jarring to hear. You're like, oh, they're playing blue. This is a massive song. I get it. Now, is it good? Is that the question? Is that the Blunder versus Thunder question? Well, also the rest of their catalog. Did they follow it up? I think they had like two more albums after this. I admittedly did not even they they broke up <laughs> when their when their dj decided to pursue a solo career and there was like a lot of squabbling over who was the true writer of blue i'll tell you what they they seemed like nice enough guys in the Vice documentary, but I'm still going to have to say that this is a pretty big blunder. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know we judged Thunder or Blunder based on how nice the guys in the group Look, are. Listen. Have you gotten called out about that before? <laughs> and then the guys hit you up and they're like, oh, they're actually good guys. Oh, wait, yes, Look. that has happened many <laughs> times now. That's we what have, I'm saying. We have had wanna... to bite our tongues because the the artist, believe it or not, Eric, we've had it, we had it happen like five weeks in a row or something <laughs> yeah. there. We had a run where it was like every week the artist was hitting us up and was like, yo, you got this wrong, you got this wrong, you got this wrong. We're like, ah, sorry. Sorry we called you a blunder. That's why I just like to make sure it's known they seem very nice blunder. <laughs> okay. All right. I, so I, I would love to, uh, before I give my answer, which I have an answer, um, I would love to go through the rest of the record a little bit if you don't mind. Okay. Sure. Okay. So many of the songs start with blue starts with that laser sound the yeah <laughs> okay so so many like i would say half of the album starts with either a laser like that or like a some kind of downward sweep that's just like or mm-hmm. like almost half of the songs i would say and it's mm-hmm. like so that's like what six songs on the album you should check out the one called my console where it's literally just if you grew up on playstation that's a geeky listen it's not a great song by any stretch but Mm -hmm. uh it literally is just listing out playstation games 
I don't know. There's I listened through again and remembered like a lot of them came back and were really familiar. There was a song called Your Clown that is very, very, very reminiscent of Depeche Mode Violator era stuff, which is like kind of neat. I do need to stop you right now because I just remembered this when you mentioned the PlayStation thing. The music video for Blue in that Vice documentary, they said, we spent all the time in the studio playing Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation. We're like, can we make a music video where it looks like we're in Metal Gear Solid? It's the second <laughs> one that they mentioned is Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I just put I up the lyrics and saw that that's the it's the first game they mentioned after they name drop PlayStation. They say, I'm going to play a game in my PlayStation all day with Metal Gear Solid to Tekken 3. Yep. Which, which, what a bend on a line right oh, but there. Then they, but then they name it in the <laughs> verse, too. They go, Tekken 3... Metal Gear Solid in the verse. <laughs> so they just Resident Evil, order. Gran Turismo, oh. Mega Boost, <laughs> X Files, oh, Another World. Come on. <laughs> X Files is funny because it's not known as a PlayStation game franchise. It's known as a very, very, very popular TV show. Chris, but it's like, oh, it's. The chorus seems to be them just spelling out PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys. Were guys. They, they were trying to get like an endorsement or get into a commercial or something. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, what, there's a combined, I don't know, you know, uh, Matt, Matt plays some music too, but, but, you know, between you and I, Eric, what, what do we got? 40 years of writing, uh, recording, uh, composing, arranging music, and this fucking band <laughs> made a song, made an album in an afternoon and went, Tekken 3. <laughs> And we're deciding if they're thunder or blunder right now. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not deciding. I told you I have an answer. Okay, well, okay, <laughs> good. I'll let you continue. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. Um, I also well, so I liked that Matt gave the backstory about how they got the number in their name because it seems really appropriate in the era of all of the like noun and number bands. They were like, <laughs> it's like the Sum Forty One or Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> of like techno, which is yeah, kind of right. funny. Um, no, blunder, full on. Okay. Full stop. Uh, period. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is very very. Blunderous. It was. I, I will say, I enjoyed my listen through today. I have like one of my other good friends. We will like we. I say occasionally, like once in the past, like two years, we've put this record on and like gone through and be like, ah, it's not. And it's not a great listen through, but it's nostalgic, you know. For, and I think that's probably where Blue gets the majority of its staying power. You know, is like right. that. And it's so ridiculous that it, it, I don't know, it stays in people's minds because of how stupid it is. I think that's where it, it where it comes from. Right. No, well, I'm gonna give fair. this one a blunder. Yeah. <laughs> no. What? With it. <laughs> really? It seemed like you loved it so much. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I was gonna pretend to like this. I just can't even do it. No. I. I, it. I it's no. Have you look, seen my cat? But come on. No. <laughs> I've seen. I see through your fake pretending anymore. You yeah. you played that. This song's too dumb for you to even try to pull that card. Uh, I can't uh, do it, <laughs> Eric. If people want to check out some of your stuff, where where's the best place for them to see what you're what you're up to? EricTaft.com. Just my name and then a dot com. I love that you got EricTaft.com. I feel like there could have been uh, there could have been another Eric Taft who snatched that up before you. I'm glad. Yeah, you, you could have been Eric Taft sixty five dot com. You know what? <laughs> At <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> so yeah, ericTaft.com. Check me out on Instagram at Eric underscore Taft. 
Uh, I play in a band called the Great Heights Band from Baltimore, and uh, yeah, and I love and I love Eiffel 65. <laughs> I was gonna say you play you play covers too, right? I do. Yeah, I play drums in a band called So Fetch, and it's all uh, 2000s like throw from the year 2000 to 2009, 2010-ish. We do all of the hits, everything from like. Eminem, Real Slim Shady, through like Nelly to like Avril Lavigne. You gonna throw to... Blue into the rotation? No, it's 1999. 1999, hard no, cut well, off. Hard cut off. We do all the small things, but that's only because the single dropped in January of 2000, whereas oh, the Enema wow. came out. And so there's like we do kind of get a little hard and fast with that. But um, what about what about the fact that this bad boy peaked in April of 2000 up against such songs that I'm sure you play like. I knew I loved you. What a girl once. Smooth by Santana. Oh, Back at one by Brian McKnight. And uh, let's see, any other good one? Hot Boys by Missy Elliott or My Love Is Your Love by Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear So Fetch play Blue. I right. do. We should. <laughs> we should do it. We um we just did a big show actually at the 930 Club in DC and nice. almost almost sold it out. It was Damn, wild. Nice man. Yeah, it was crazy. Congrats. So we're. Really stoked doing doing lots of stuff. So yeah, I'm keeping busy with all that, and then that's great studio shit. You know, hell yeah, hell yeah, and just sitting around talking about Eiffel 65. Yep. <laughs> How many times am I gonna have to start again? How many times am I gonna have to refresh? Cause I put my shoes on every day and I walk out that door. Waiting patiently for progress This has been One Hit Thunder One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah And produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net Underneath me you're hearing the new Punchline song Can I Get a Break Visit punchline.com for merch, tour dates, and news Also, we're on Patreon now Become a patron and get some bonus content early episodes and a chance to vote on future episodes at patreon.com backslash oht podcast do you want to start a podcast contact chris and i at weknowpodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible be sure to rate review and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app and tune in next week for another episode of one hit thunder Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, 
And my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.